Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. 
Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities you will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. You know I love music, and every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move, it makes me want to have fun, but it's something about this joint right here, this joint right here, it makes me want to, let it go, can't let this thing hold up, get away from you, feel free right now.
This is James P. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. Brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Again, you know, as always, I'm happy to please to be here with you. Giving the opportunity for us to discuss the kind of topics that impact our lives now and in the future. You know, we hadn't talked about uh, the fire that took place, um, I think it was New York. And one of the things I want to talk about is that everybody has different experiences uh, when it comes to uh, a, a stove. You know, a stove is what everybody has in their home, and we've been having stoves in our home forever. And I remember back uh, to the wooden stove because I'd go to my grandfather's house, and, of course, he'd always have wood that he would throw into the stove. And we even called the one, the heater that was in the room, a stove heater. And, you know, you had to stove one in the kitchen as well. But I have always been afraid of gas stoves. And I just don't understand why people just continue to use those stoves and use gas when it's a source of all kind of crazy things like homes exploding. And, uh, of course, you always got to have that pilot light on when you have a gas stove. And I know they have some new uh, gas stoves that you have the same pilot uh, as always, but we always have to be aware that children are so curious when it comes to fire. And I was the same way. I go my it never happened at home, and you can understand. It's amazing how all you have to do is go to another person's house as a child, and there are things that you'll do at their house that you won't do at your mom's house. And I would go to my grandmother's house, and they would all always have wood matches. And I loved playing with those wood matches. Uh, but at my own uh, home, I never had a problem with playing with matches because we never had matches. Or I don't know what the difference was. I know we never had wood matches. And my grandfather them just was the kind of people from that area, they would always have wood matches. But I just want to talk tonight about the tragedy of those 12 people losing their lives and those four children because this child was playing with a, a gas stove. And just talk to you all about what, what have been your experiences with gas stoves and why are we still so committed across the country to using gas. And I know gas is a cheap way to warm your home. It a, a, can be less expensive than electricity. So let's just talk today about, you know, that tragic incident and, and our experiences with these gas stoves. Because I can tell you, even as an adult, I've never had a gas stove in, in, in a home that I've been in. and uh, But I've always had a fear of these gas stoves when I'm going to other people's home. And then recently here in Orlando, we had a propane explosion uh, that uh, uh, blew up a camper in Orlando and completely destroyed it. And so, you know, I just have a fear of even propane gas because if you have any kind of leak, it can be a tragic situation. So, uh, Andre, what, what has been your experiences around gas stoves, and, and what do you feel about uh, phasing those things out because we've heard about all across the country about houses just exploding because they use uh, gas. Well, satisfying Saturday to everyone, and uh, I'm glad to be here, of course. And I grew up um, in in Mississippi, 
and uh, my mother had an electric stove, but we had a gas stove. Uh, I'm the younger <clears throat> of the uh, of of my siblings, myself and my brother. Uh, so when we came uh, again, we my mother and them had upgraded, if you would, to electric stove. But she still used the gas stove to cook. And um, one thing about it, I was very very hesitant to to cook on it because you had to light the pilot light in order to you know get the eyes and stuff going and. Um, I don't know. I was just always afraid of it because you couldn't use those wooden matches that you're talking about, James, and just strike it and, and toss it like you do starting up a, a grill or something. So um, <clears throat> I always had to take extra precautions, but that's exactly what happened. Our parents made sure we understood the seriousness of uh, utilizing that, that stove. Uh, even now in Mississippi in our home, um, we have uh, gas heaters, uh, heaters that are supplied by gas. And, of course, <clears throat> uh, we have electricity there, yeah, but uh, for, for heating, we use our um, gas heaters. And uh, they're connected to the gas pipe, and, of course, the gas company always want to make sure that uh, you notify them if, indeed, you uh, have any um, uh, smells of gas leakage or anything like that. They have put something into the line so that you can smell it and, and that kind of stuff, if that's the case. But um, even as an adult now, um, and I love to grill. I enjoy uh, food off the grill, but I still stick to the charcoal uh, grilling. Um, I'm just not comfortable, just as you mentioned, with the uh, uh, propane, using a propane gas uh, grills even. Um, it's it just, it's, it's danger there. Uh, but again, uh, with anything, we just have to make sure that we take the proper precautions and not let something uh, control us. But in essence, we take the necessary steps to be safe. Yeah. There just seems to be so many things that you have to be aware of. You know, I, even when I was in school and we uh be doing experiments, we had to turn on the gas, you know, it was just so easy for mistakes to happen. You know, you, you knock over the propane um, uh, lighter, knock it over. It just it was just scary to me to have that live flame there versus the uh, electric flame. Uh, I just felt a different way. And but it's amazing that we still have people who, even in this day and time, refuse to uh, switch over, and uh, they really like the gas or the oil heat that they use. But, again, to me, it comes with so much danger because you're, you're dealing with to make sure everything is tight. You have to make sure there's no holes or the seals are all tight. And then, again, you have to worry about kids always seeing that pilot light and to see, you know, they're, they're attracted to front flames. Uh, we can't help but realize that young kids are very attracted to certain things. They're attracted to water, and they're attracted to flames. And those kind of things always create a possibility of some major tragedy. And that's those 12 people dying as a result of that kid playing with that uh, pilot light. You know, he's going to have to deal with that for the rest of his life, and as well as those are 12 people whose lives will never reach maturity, uh, and even with uh, the adults. Uh, so it's, it's just real interesting 
that we seemingly have not gotten away from uh, uh, those ways of heating the house and and cooking, uh, especially in the north. But I'm sure there even in here in Florida there are places where people use them as well. And what it re- really means, uh, Andre, is that that you know they always living in the possibility that happening. And you you are right. There is some kind of um, there's some kind of chemical they put in the gas so as people can truly smell it when they smell a leak. But you and I have both seen uh, recently on a lot of videos that a lot of houses are just blowing up without warning uh, because of uh, them having gas uh, uh, as a means of cooking and warming their home. And so to me, that's mm-hmm. just, you know, just the thought that a house could just completely be blown up uh, with, mm-hmm. with some kind of accidental leak. Well, you have to make sure that you, uh, you keep it checked. You know, that's one thing about it, especially when the season start uh, for heating purposes is just like, you know, you should have your air conditioning service. Uh, but even more importantly, I think if you're uh, warming your home with gas, you take the extra precaution, they keep it checked, the lines uh, proper and, and all that type of thing. I know when I first moved to uh, Florida, um, the home that we lived in, uh, it was heated. Uh, it had a gas, a main gas heater uh and you know um <laughs> and i would get cold easily or whatever and i know they didn't um actually use the heat much in florida but you know i would never um like that pilot light uh to get that that furnace um thing started i i just would not do it uh when i lived in michigan of course <clears throat> our home was gas and i mean that was that was our heating, and we had uh, upstairs, downstairs, and basement, and uh, it was just something, I mean, that's the way of life, because like I say, especially up in, in the northern states, um, that's the least expensive way of um, heating your home, especially if you have extremely cold temperatures, um, and, uh, and and people just do it, but you have to just take the extra cost, uh, precautions to do it. Uh, it's unfortunate when uh, incidents occur. And, uh, uh, again, sometimes, even with electricity, though, you know, we I've heard where ceiling fans, for whatever reason, um, would just automatically um, catch fire or whatever with um, improper wiring. So there's always the dangers there. We just have to do the very best we can and uh, take the extra precautions to take uh, safety first. And I, I just want to say, because you're a part of that industry, we are aware that you can have, you know, you can put, here we are in this, this this time when we're going to be using, even in Florida, people are using, uh, you know, have to heat their homes in order to be comfortable. And so we have heard of, uh, you know, these electric heaters overheating. You have to make sure you don't put too many plugs uh, in a uh, an extension cord and those kind of things. Uh, but somehow or another, you just feel more comfortable with the electric system. You know, there are a lot of things that can go wrong. Uh, you have, you know, if you have critters in your house and they're eating on the wire, 
uh, that can be a way or a source of uh, the house burning up. And so you, you do, and you have to worry about the wiring, but it just feels so much safer. Uh, what, what, what are some of your, your thoughts related to uh, or what you've heard about keeping your house safe, even with the electric when it gets cold and we have to use these space heaters? I know I'm definitely afraid of using any kind of kerosene heater. I don't know how people feel comfortable bringing kerosene into their home and, and that kind of stuff. I, that just scares me to death when you have real flame already uh, created in your home and using kerosene. Uh, but people are use all kind of different methods uh, to keep themselves warm in this, this winter weather. Yeah, and you hit on a, a couple of points for the different types of uh, methods of keeping warm. And first of all, just know that it's not coming for us, and so it's going to be different. Uh, in Florida, it's not often that we have to utilize our heat. And when we're doing something different or unique, we surely should take the extra precaution. You're exactly right. Make sure that um, whatever you're connecting, you, you're using a main um, plug, if at all possible. Uh, you, you definitely don't want to use extension cords and have everything connected to it because extension cords are only designed to handle so much. <clears throat> so you want to make sure you have the right connection. You want to make sure that you have proper space. It's just like um, during hurricane season. A lot of people, oh, I'm going to get a generator and use a generator. Well, that's fine if you want to do it, but make sure that you understand the proper usage of a generator. You know, we had a lot of incidents where people at the generators in the home. That's a no-no. Keep the generator. You have to have the proper ventilation, so it has to be outside. Um, with kerosene, it's just like, again, if you're grilling, uh, you can have a, a major explosion, so that's not the best method. But sometimes people find themselves in a situation of doing whatever they can to try to keep warm. And uh, what I would just encourage uh, people to just to think it through and look for as many alternatives as possible and uh, make sure you utilize the safest one. And if it's a method that you're using that you're not commonly um, aware of how to do, please ask someone um, about uh, the proper use. Don't take things for granted, and please don't take any unnecessary risks. Yeah, it is so important. You know, it's just like, you know, I love the idea of having a fireplace, and um, uh, I don't have one in my home, uh, but they're so comfortable and nice, but you know you do still have to take precautions. Uh, you got to worry about cleaning the uh, chimney, uh, you don't want it to get so uh, get to the point where a fire can uh, take place in your chimney, or you have uh, birds building a nest, and then then you have something that can light inside your chimney. So even though these things are nice to have, they're you know, just precautions that you got to take, especially when it gets cold and people want to use it. So you know, I'm not I don't have a fireplace. But I'm sure that, you know, making sure the emmers don't come out into the house, it's just a lot of responsibilities you need to do when you have a uh, live flame in your home. And uh, it, it's just important that we don't want to have these incidents 
you know, that we hear about when it gets cold, you know, it's almost like here, here again, every time you turn around, you know, somebody's house is catching on fire. And so we have to be concerned about that. I know I like to be nice and toasty in my home. Uh, I've been thinking about getting uh, even an electric blanket. But they say even electric blankets come with, uh, you know, with issues and how people can get in trouble with electric blankets. So it's just important that as we, you know, we during this particular season, we don't want to necessarily deal with tragedy. And those 12 people uh, being killed, uh, prior, uh, you know, around Christmas or the Christmas season, and we know it's going to happen. Every year we know it's going to happen. We got people just inundated in the north. We're trying to stay warm and keep themselves from dying from the cold that they have to find a way to, to heat their, their facilities. So, Audrey, yeah, let, me just ask you, let me just ask you during this Christmas season, you know, everybody enjoys Christmas and want to experience Christmas in different ways. I have to tell you, I, I enjoy Christmas in Florida. Uh, I did have an opportunity when I was younger to, to go to Detroit and play in the snow, but I just would not want any part of dealing with snow on a regular basis, on a yearly basis, covering my car and have to worry about driving around. I, I just tell you one of the nicest things about Florida is outside of the hurricanes, we just go out and get in our car and go on about our business. But when you live in an area where you're going to get snow every year, you have to concern yourself about staying warm and staying safe on the road. Yes, you, you absolutely do. And um, I just wanted to go back a minute to where you had mentioned about the, the fireplace. You know, it's so nice having a fireplace, and uh, again, you don't have to, you don't have the opportunity to use it often. But when you do, it, it's romantic, it's nice, it's screaming. But um, you have to just be careful and cautious. Uh, again, anytime it's something that we don't do on a regular basis, and even when we do things on a regular basis, we don't want to become complacent. So we have to constantly keep our guard up. But even more so when something is new, let's read about it, let's understand it, let's ask others uh, for best practices and, and get a good understanding of it. Uh, you mentioned about the electric blankets. Um, yeah, you know, you have the different uh, heating settings on the electric blanket. But uh, you, it, it, with everything that we do, we have to just, again, uh, be cautious and adhere to the instructions. A lot of times people uh, get new products out and they just automatically start using them. But take the time to read about it. Uh, what are the warnings? And um, making sure that you have the cord, you know, so it won't um, be tangled up and all. And, you know, is it a time limit as to what settings you should have them on and, and that type of thing. So, uh, yeah, a tragedy is always bad, but uh, surely it's worse during the holidays. And, I, and as I remember back, uh, I want to just ask you to go back in your mind. One of the things about uh, I think about when we didn't have all these different luxuries of electric heat, and when I go to my grandfather's house in South Carolina, and he'd have the in the living room, he had a, in the living room there was a a uh, a stove, 
uh, a wood stove uh, that you put in and give you heat. And in his room, there was a wood stove for heat. And I, I have to tell you, that was, we'd gather around that wood stove and, and, and we'd talk. And I see my grandfather just throw wood in there and put his hand in there like it was nothing. Like he just, I, I just was always amazed at how he dealt with the world. And, uh, you know, the least little burn would drive me crazy. But to watch him put that wood in that stove and put his hand in there and make sure that wood was right where he wanted, it just always amazed me. And then when we would sit around that stove and just talk and have family life, one of the things these these new things and new gadgets and all this technology does is kind of split us up. Uh, but back in those days, you know, when you had to go in a certain room uh, to get warmed up and you knew it was always going to be heat in that room, everybody had to congregate in that area and have a nice family-like uh, moment. What, what, what are your memories of, of those family-like moments during the Christmas season or outside of that, where you had to gather around uh, to, to stay warm and, and just have an opportunity to talk? Well, one of the um, uh, Christmas holidays, uh, we had visited uh, my sister and her family up in Virginia, and uh, just so happened that the power went out. I mean, it was just a bad snowstorm. And at the time, uh, we were still, I was still young and living in Mississippi, so it was definitely cold for us. But you're exactly right. They had um, a nice big fireplace in a family room. And, I mean, they had upstairs, downstairs, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, in order for all of us to keep warm, they had um, the guys had gone out and chopped up wood. <clears throat> we cleared everything out. We made pallets. And everybody slept <laughs> slept there together and stuff. But, you know, that was such a good memory because just like you said, we were there talking and um, just caring for each other. And, you know, the guys made sure we had enough wood to keep us through. And we pulled blankets out and together and that kind of stuff. Um, it was a fun, good memory. So, um, and the next morning, of course, um, the electricity was restored and it came back on and all. But, you know, making it through that night and stuff like that with them, and we had the candles. We didn't have um, these big flashlights, what we use now, because now we've learned better. It's better not to have candles because, again, it could easily drop, you know, fall or something like that, and something uh, can get caught on fire. Instead, uh, we suggest having, you know, the um, flashlights with the large, you know, uh, beams that, uh, you could see and in, in, in everything like that. But it was a very good time. You're exactly right. Um, it's during those times that uh, families really came together and talked and, and shared and laughed, and um, those are memories that I, I cherish. Well, we always cherish the things that when we have the simplest. It's amazing, too. We always want all kind of different things, but the things that we cherish the most uh, is those simple moments when you really feel very close to the people that you that you love. Let me ask you about your industry. And in this time where we have all this um, cold weather going on and then we have people who, who are just barely making it. And uh, I heard uh, in surgery where 
they were they don't allow the electric companies to turn the electricity off uh to their customers uh during certain times because of the danger of people getting um uh, dying from the the cold what do you think is a corporate obligation uh to their customer during this period of time when uh you're in areas where in areas where you, you know you get real really bad weather or you were in Florida where where we get a few cold days that it could still be detrimental uh to people's health if the if their electricity got caught off cut off at the wrong day well, it's not only electricity, um, but it's also the gas company. So uh, both um, utilities have certain um, requirements, and I'm not sure if it's regulated uh, by the state or if it's just a part of the policy, but uh, depending on what temperature in a certain area, you're exactly right, um, we do not um, um, disconnect a service. And uh, because you, you're looking at health reasons, and not only in the winter time uh, as it relates to electricity and gas, but sometimes even in the summertime, um, you know, uh, certain temperatures, if it get too high for so many days, consecutive days, um, you know, we consider uh, delaying disconnects uh, just as a means to help. Um, but people have to not necessarily um, go by that guidance. They need to you know, again, um, uh, structure their their lifestyle in a in a way of making sure that they're providing for their families. If indeed they know that you know cold weather is coming, you know where can you go to make sure that you stay warm? Because if you're not able to um, pay your your particular bill for your home, um, don't stay in that home. You know that's when you have family and friends. And, and I mean. We are at a point that we have to help each other, so let's not have pride get in the way of making sure that we do what we need to do to take care of our loved ones. And don't put that on the okay. utility company. Uh, we take that ownership for ourselves individually. I, because I have the luxury of having you here and you have so much knowledge, there is there is a relationship between the electric industry and individual people uh, and I know that the a lot of the companies wanted to cultivate good relationships with their customers because a lot of times, uh, you know, that's that's outside of the mortgage, one of the most important uh, services in their home is their electricity, or uh, their means to bring power to the home, which, like you said, is both both brought by gas and brought by um about electricity. What what are your thoughts regarding how corporate really wants to have a good relationship with their customers and the kind of services uh, that are are given to customers? You know, you talk about uh, a lot of times electricity companies are wanting to come out and make sure that they can help you lower your bills as much as possible, and they they have a lot of different programs uh, to to build a good uh, neighborhood. Um, feeling regarding uh, as well as letting know that they want to partner with their customers to give them the best service. Yeah, we pride ourselves on being a part of the community. You know, um, it's not only about um, business and making money, which that's part of it. We're not a nonprofit. 
but of course we understand that we are part of the communities and we do, as you mentioned, offer services in which we can partner, uh, ways to help uh, people, uh, again, make the best choices as to um, how their their homes and their families' lives are are structured so that it can balance with um, the, the financial component of it. So, uh, you know, we really do power people's lives. When you think about electricity, um, the comfort of the heating and the cooling, depending on the temperatures, um, you know, we utilize it for our computers, our the lights, um, you know, coming up from, from back in the day and from Mississippi, it wasn't even an electric company. It was the light company, you know, because primarily um, we knew that, you know, we needed light as as a way to, uh, again, not only stay safe, but a nice um, em- uh, environment to live in. But, yes, uh, we offer different services. <clears throat> we encourage people to contact us prior to, um, you know, their service being disconnected to see if indeed we can work with them. Uh, in most cases, from the very beginning, um, we have different options as it relates to whether a person um, deposit is required, you know, in some cases based on their payment history or credit um, score, um, a deposit may be uh, waived. And if it's not, the good thing about it, if indeed we uh, require a deposit, after 12 months of paying your 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 uh, bill prior to the due date and not having a disconnect or no return checks, then we return that deposit. And while we're holding that deposit, you're earning interest on it. Um, again, you mentioned that we offer you know services in which we could come out and 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 you know. Um, go through your home to make sure that you have proper installation, um, making sure that you're cleaning your coils properly uh, so that you, you know, your refrigerator and your air conditioner are doing over, you know, uh, you know, double duty, if you would, um, making sure you have the right um, ratings for your home size, just a number of things. But you know, we're, we're in the community, so, again, we want to work and, and partner with our customers. All right. We just had um, come on, and I want to go back uh, to give Dee an opportunity to share with us his experience. See, we were talking about the tragic incident that happened with uh, a person using uh, a four-year-old or a three-year-old. I can't remember exactly the age, but they were playing with the pilot light on their gas stove. Uh, what has been your your experiences with gas stoves? I know I am I'm terrified when it comes to gas of any kind, propane gas, or uh, uh, gas stoves, uh, gas heaters, anything where you got the flame right there and anything where a nozzle could get loose, uh, a rubber hose or uh, a ring uh, gets worn out. And we've seen these tragic explosions take place. You know, why is it that people still want to have these gas homes and gas uh, stoves uh, as a means of uh, protecting themselves. Do you feel comfortable with it, or what? what is your feeling? Well, um, first of all, good evening, and uh, sorry I, I had to step out. Uh, first, uh, first of all, I want to welcome Ms. Audrey back, and, and uh, you and Ms. Joyce. I uh, hadn't heard Ms. Joyce's voice yet, but uh, you always truly missed when you was gone, and sorry about the uh, the passion of your brother. Um 
my my experience with gas stoves, surely grandmama had a gas stove, the the uh the uh corner heater. Um uh, had the uh e e the gas hot water tank. Uh, I used to love to play with the uh yeah, I was I heard you say, James, that you used to like the wooden matches and so did I. Um uh, uh used to like Used to like seeing the pilot light under the uh, hot water heater. Um, used to like to hear the pop of uh, of the space heater when when they light it up. Um, had a had a gas stove as a, as a youngster. Um, the worst experience I witnessed or heard about when I was uh, in Atlanta at the age of about uh, eighteen or so. Uh, in the same area where most of the children was missing in Atlanta during the Atlanta uh, child murders, uh, in the in the in the housing project of Bowen Homes in Atlanta, uh, the neighborhood of the project, uh, the neighborhood nursery, uh, the hot water heater, uh, hot water heater exploded, and this was during the same time as the missing and murdered children saga. And we was afraid that the that the black community was under attack. Uh, the the um, news report explained that the explosion was in, uh, in remnants of a hand grenade. And so um, the nursery exploded. Um, I think maybe four kids, four children, was killed. Uh, it blew off half the um, half the nursery. And um, and that was quite traumatic at that time. But um, other than that, um, uh, yeah, I used to like playing with fire. Uh, uh, I I mean, fire is, is fascinating. And um, you know, as young children, I'm 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 very happy and lucky that the times of the gas stove, for the most part, are over. Uh, when you explain it, some residents. Still use uh, gas stoves and gas appliances. Um, I would I would think that could be quite terrifying to know that you got young children in the home, and you know a lot of times the parents are still preoccupied. My my mother worked uh, all the time, and uh, my daddy was a little bit estranged, and uh, so we was at home alone uh, growing up, and um, so yeah, that can be a little trying to, to know that some homes still have gas stoves in them and I'm, I'm sorry about for the loss of the of, of the of the child or, or children but yeah that's that can be a little testy right there you know and i and i as we go back and talk uh back andre now i even like it where we got the ceramic top or the glass top where you don't even see the the electric um the eye, you know, because even that electric doing, really? eye was scary. Even that electric eye was scary to me. So, Andre, you know, uh, as we go forward with technology, look like we're with things we're becoming safer with, and people will stop wanting to see that flame uh, because it's just an automatic issue. Uh, wonder why it's not catching on even more with the ceramic and the glass top. Instead of the eye, so where you see that burner, uh, red fire 
And you remember what they, you know, they have to tell the kids, don't put your hand on that, you know. So, you know, why haven't people just gotten away from the gas? Well, again, uh, I think we talked about uh, it being a, an efficient uh, resource as it relates to cost. Uh, gas being less costly than electricity. Um, and when you have, uh, you know, a, a home to uh, warm, um, sometimes people, again, especially up in the north, it is less costly um, for gas. And even though your gas bill is high, if indeed you are having to um, heat your home um, using electricity, it would be so much more. But I think that we are um, making advances with gas. Uh, but you have to me gas is a very it's a natural resource, but it's a unique resource, and it's one that you have to again see how best to uh, you know contain it and keep it contained. Uh, but as time goes on, um, technology and and uh, people uh, utilizing their knowledge and their skills, uh, we'll see changes constantly occurring. I mean, even with electricity, you, we talked about. <clears throat> Now, you know, uh, the stove lets you know uh, when any of the eyes are hot. Uh, and, again, some are designed such that um, it'll heat for a while, but time you move something from the surface, it'll automatically cool down. So uh, that, that's, that has occurred over, you know, here recently. So as we, um, again, gain more knowledge and utilize technology more, I think we'll see uh, more occurring with gas as well. Okay. Uh, when we come back, I wanted to deal with a specific um, topic today. And since I have Dee and Andre here, we're going to go ahead and deal with this topic because it's, it's something I really want to talk about uh, because it, it just goes to the core of who you are and how you deal with situations. And we're going to really be honest about what our thoughts are related to the topic. So I'll give you the topic when we come back really need to, to be honest about what we feel and what we think related to the topic and how we act as citizens. Uh, we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back and continue our conversation. So, what do you want to do? I'm here, baby. I'm ready, baby. Telling me that you say once I'm with you, I'll never go back. 
and how they react and how they behave and when they're going to get their 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 uh their dope and uh, uh when they're begging to get the money for the dope. And so I just want to ask you guys, you know, as you we sit here, you you may not be aware, but a lot of these mom and pop stores carry drug paraphernalia. Uh they allow uh they act as little small cafes for gambling. Uh, and they try to hide the machines or keep the machines hidden, but the general population knows about the machines. Uh, people who are smoke cigarettes, uh, you know you're not supposed to purchase cigarettes out of the pack, but a lot of times these being, these little small mom-and-pop stores make more money by selling the, the uh, cigarette for 50 cents a cigarette out of the pack because the people can't afford the whole pack. And then you come to know who the the um, the drug dealers are in the community in certain areas that you may work in or an environment where you know about the people who live in a certain areas. You know, what is the obligation for a citizen when he knows this information and sometimes wonder why, because it's so open, uh, because, I to be honest, some of this information I know about, I just know because people just openly talk about it, and but I have been reluctant uh, to uh, to say anything or do anything or take any positive uh, action. Particular neighborhood is is learned to live with, and so I ask you, Audrey. You know, in terms of what our obligation as is a is a good citizen, uh, and maybe you don't have any. any experience with knowing about those kinds of things but if you did what would you what would you be would you be reluctant or would you take positive action uh to against a company or against a store owner who is doing criminal activity or someone in your neighborhood doing criminal activity you're talking to me right james yes okay well, I would say that, you know, we are human beings. We are living in a world that is imperfect. And while we strive to be perfect, we do the very best we can. And the reason I'm saying it that way is that, um, you know, as Christians, we try to uh, do what's right all the time. And, and that's the human piece of it. And we really should be, uh, you know, striving to be perfect. But I, me personally, I pick my battles. Which ones do I feel are the most um, detrimental, if you would? Um, you know, and, and, and we all make choices every day. And if it meant the difference between a person illegally selling single cigarettes uh, versus someone um, not having a, a home, a place to stay out of the cold, a homeless person. I would do all I can to see what it what is necessary to to help the homeless person. Surely I know it's not right. It is it is illegal with the cigarette and and that type of thing. But I'm thinking that the person, you know, they're not smoking because I'm saying that it's hard for people to stop smoking. I would think, and you know. Um, they're trying to do the best they can, and while they can't um, just 
automatically quit, and I know some people do, and thank God for those, but those who have to take it step by step and have to wean themselves off little by little, if that's what helps them um, versus not buying a whole pack, maybe they can afford it or maybe they can either way, but if they just say a single one uh, versus having a pack, uh, you know, if they have the whole pack, they'll smoke the whole pack. But if they only have the one, that'll be enough just to help them get through a time and, and just kind of wean themselves off. So, James, honestly, I pick my battles, which one I think are most important to me and the ones that will help people the most. And uh, something like that, I'm not saying that you're not a good citizen because you're not turning a person in for selling single cigarettes. If you understand, and I know that was just an example, but my point of it is, I pick and choose, and I'm being honest. Okay. And and uh, D, let me ask you again, because you know, like I said, when you you spend a lot of time, like I do at the place that I work at, uh, three or four times a week, and you become you get to know the neighbors who are walking up and down the street, and they stop and they talk to you, and they're sharing information, and you get information that you really believe the police all should already have because they are, you know, they it's so easily given to you. You can't imagine that it ain't easily given. Uh, so you get to, to know who the, the local drug dealers are and, and the, the, the traps on uh, different places. And, um, again, I, I'm just concerned, you know, something that bewilders me, G, is that stores can sell drug, drug paraphernalia without any risk to themselves, but if you get caught with them in your pocket, you can go to jail. So that kind of bothers me. Well, how can you sell it at no risk, but if you buy it, then it becomes a risk. And then again, when they have these gambling machines in the stores, and some of these black guys will go down there and stay in the store for three and four hours at a time gambling on the machine, and they know they're not supposed to have gambling machines inside these mom-and-pop stores. Uh, so, you know, again, I mean, what, what, what are your thoughts about when you find out about these little inc- inconsistent issues that are going on in the community <laughs> and how you deal with them? I like the way you put that, Jane, inconsistent issues in our community. You know, uh, first, before I forget to say this, Miss um, uh, Audrey is right, uh, you know, uh, when you speak about the law enforcement must know about the goings-on in the neighborhood that they, that's part of their beat, uh, them, like Ms. Audrey said, probably that they pick their battles also. Uh, some some issues hold a higher priority and in interest than, some, than others. Uh, so I'm sure that you know, um, they have probably come to the mindset that uh, as long as nobody is getting hurt at said given time, then those issues don't cause a problem. But uh, in in respect to you and your concern, uh, we spend a lot of time on your show um, talking about the things that we need to correct in our own neighborhood. And certainly uh, when you leave the forum, and you walk right outside your door, and you see all the things that need to be cleaned up in our neighborhood in order for us to feel like we're we're gaining some ground in in a positive way. So I understand your concern, um, but we got a lot to do in that way. 
And so uh, in that, we have to pick and choose our battles. Now, when it comes down to the little single cigarettes, I, I know them well. Um, uh, the gambling rooms in the back, uh, we know them. Uh, if 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 it, if it came to up to the single cig- cigarettes, as opposed to the little glass tube that the the same stores sell, the little glass tubes that have the little artificial flower sticking in it. Well, that glass tube is used to smoke crack with, now, and they sell those right. along with the uh, along with the old fashioned uh, gold Brillo pad. Uh, ain't nobody fooled about that. That's what that's used for. Now, in that, um, that would be straight up drug paraphernalia. Um, you know, uh, you know, but you know, an army, an army that's uh, out to do something positive, such as the church, will be uh, a better force to team up with, as opposed to try to get it done by yourself. Because to get it by, done by yourself. You kind of put yourself out there uh, sometimes in a unfavorable manner. So, but um, I, I understand your heart. Your heart is in the right place. Uh, but I, but but the but the battle is gonna be long, and it's gonna be a, a, a lengthy. So, uh, hang in there, and uh, and we're gonna keep moving forward one step at a time. Well, Andre and, and D, let me also share with you that you know you. You know, you all live in cities just like I do or, or maybe similar. And, again, I don't know why it is that I'm aware of it. And maybe it's just because I'm just, you know, I look at things. But all these mom and pop stores sell these little glass bags uh, for the, the dope to go in. And just like uh, D illustrated, they have these little glass pipes with the little flower in it. And it comes with the Brillo pad. And they sell that for maybe five or six dollars, and they know the only purpose people to use it to uh, smoke crack, and the police will know it. And but I think Andre that it's so unfair that you can buy a roach clip uh, with a little rose in it or uh, attached to a chain, and then it's legal. But uh, as soon as you uh, put some fire to that clip. And it, it has uh, come has some dark color to it. Then it's paraphernalia. And then right now we are moving toward uh, marijuana becoming legal. And it just seems so crazy that we have these all these different uh, people. Some people making money, and some people being held accountable. That it seems wrong to be going on in our neighborhoods, especially by these mom and pop stores that are catering to the drug trade uh, without actually selling the drugs. Andre? Are you there, Andre? I am, sorry. Uh, you're exactly right, but the thing of it is is that it, it may be you <coughs> for those purposes, but the person that coming in, the average person coming into the store may not necessarily re- realize what it is and what it's for, and they won't purchase it. So it's a certain demographic anyway, and it's just like um, I think D was right. And, D, thank you so much uh, for your expressions to our family. 
And uh, again, um, I was on a, a, a couple of days ago, I think it was, and, and Joyce and I were together. But I want to just thank uh, James and the entire um, Love, Thoughts, and Reflection uh, family. Um, your your expressions of love through not only the plant, that was a beautiful surprise. And uh, it was such a beautiful plant. Uh, it had flowers, yes, but it had a plant as well. And um, we have an aunt that's in a uh, rehab facility, and uh, we shared that with her, uh, again, in memory of, of our brother, but um, from you all, and we shared, you know, about the, the, the radio team. But know that she will now have that uh, as a, a way to beautify her room, uh, and uh, it's a healthy plant, uh, a hearty plant, I should say. So it'll probably do very well. So thank you again to all of you. Uh, so, uh, James, now back to the topic. Um, again, some of us go into the store and we see those things and, you know, we pass right by them because that's not something that we're engaged in. Uh, but Dee made a good point. If indeed you want to make a point, I would say uh, partner with a group and the church will be a great group to partner with. Uh, and trying to uh, get some of those uh, things taken out of our neighborhoods because a lot of things that sold like that, of course, are not sold in all neighborhood stores. It's just certain neighborhood stores. So uh, we can do something about that if we're working together uh, in unity. And let me just ask you, Dee, in some sense of the word, and a lot of times these are immigrants who do this because a lot of the mom and pop stores in our different neighborhoods are not run by people who live in their neighborhood, but actually run by uh, Indians and by Asians and by all kinds of different immigrants. Isn't it somewhat of a slap in the face when they're providing uh, merchandise that is for an underculture of, uh, of our community and that they're taking advantage of these people uh, trying to make every profit they possibly can? Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Yes, I, I did hear your question. And look, um, you know, uh, you're right. Those the store owners, uh, they live in nice, prominent homes, and uh, and they come into our neighborhood and to make a make a profit. Um, you know, uh, like Miss Miss uh, Audrey alluded to that, um, you know, they wouldn't sell those items. If there was not a demand for them, they wouldn't sell them. So there, there is a demand for them. Uh, and, you know, with uh, the neighborhood not having um, certain programs or, uh, or or an atmosphere of, of deterrent to try to change one life, then yeah, it's, it's a progressive disease in the neighborhood when it comes down to, to the usage and the paraphernalia being available. Um, so... Now, when it comes down to trying to get involved and to draw attention to this problem, um, you know, the store owner don't care because, uh, again, uh, it's, not, it's not his neighborhood um, and his kids and family are not being affected by it. So he, 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 he has no interest in trying to change that. Uh, the city council and maybe the mayor uh, – uh, having them to 
offer you some as uh, offer you an explanation of why this being allowed. I think that's that's a good um, avenue to travel because you know now we are in a position of uh, us as being the adults and and we have this concern. Uh, we have we are in the position to ask the tough question now. And the tough question in this case is, why is this being allowed when I know it's against the law? And we have to make hold them accountable to uh, offer you an explanation of why this being overlooked in your neighborhood. And I think that's you know that's probably a good way to spend your time uh, going to the city council or the mayor's office and to have them to give you an explanation of why this has been allowed in your neighborhood. Thank you. And clearly, there are people who choose not to to do certain things because of the uh, loss that they can have. So you think about it, normally your Circle K's, your 7-Elevens, and your franchise-type uh, stores, they're not they're going to uh be mindful of the laws that could uh make them lose their store. So they don't choose to do the same things that the uh the inner city little stores, the mom and pop stores do uh because they need to make every dime that they can so they reduce themselves to doing somewhat uh of a legal thing in order to to make the extra money. Uh, it's clear to me that when they are selling the real little, real cheap liquor and when they're selling uh, the real cheap beer and catering to a lot of alcoholics in our communities, we have to ask, what, you know, what real purpose are they serving when the majority of us uh, who are hardworking people are avoiding their store anyway because we don't, the appeal uh, doesn't get us to stop, or uh, we're not in that environment uh, to stop. But then the people who are left at their mercy are these people who who don't have other places to go. Uh, one of these community stores that I'm I'm talking about, they actually uh, buy the merchandise from people who they go send them to go shopping for with their food stamps, and and so they bring the stuff back and then they buy it at half the price in order for these people to get cash. And so you see a lot of that stuff going on, and, I mean, you see people walking up the street with bags of groceries and going into the store and leaving with nothing but cash. And so, you know, again, this this is going on when, I mean, the theft is huge. It, it, some people might take it as, oh, well, they just, they're making nickel and dimes. But in some cases, they're actually stealing from the federal government as they do these things, uh, Andre. Yeah, and, you know, every little bit adds up. It, <clears throat> a nickel and dime here, a nickel and uh, it, it, It's big business, I can tell you. <laughs> uh, you're exactly right. Uh, so, um, D once again, have made uh, two great suggestions, either the church and a partnership with them, and uh, ask your councilmen, your mayors, um, you know, why is this being allowed? Um, you know, help us to clean this up, and because it's not in all of our neighborhood, it seems to be in certain demographics. So 
um, we can do something about that. And, D, when I, I tell you, you know, it used to be a time when you could not, these people have now found a way to give people hot food. You weren't supposed to be able to give people hot food. They were supposed to buy the food with their, their food stamps. And, but now you in the, a lot of these neighborhood stores, they found even ways uh, to to give these people hot food uh, and, and increase the price and still let them use their food stamps. So seemingly to me that if it's just common knowledge uh, that that somehow or another, like you say, people are just suggesting that hey, well, uh, we 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 just don't want to fight that battle. Yeah, I want to uh, go back to what you were saying about the Circle K uh, not having that type of uh, uh, business go along in their stores, the 7-Eleven and uh, the, the other uh, franchise stores. You know, uh, you know the, the Circle K, the 7-Eleven, you know, they don't even sell the rolling papers. They, they, they don't play that. Now, and one reason that is because they have shareholders, and, and that will not be appealing to the shareholders. When it comes down to the mom and pop stores, they don't have that luxury. Uh, but you, but you know, uh, when it's in our neighborhood, we have a vested interest in our neighborhood and a responsibility to what goes what goes on in our neighborhood. Uh, when that type of behavior is allowed in the neighborhood and it goes on consistently, uh, it becomes a magnet for the undesirables to come in your neighborhood uh, and and do the things that they do. And it actually lowers the value of the neighborhood. So when it comes down to the to a mental effort of trying to clean up uh, society, uh, that's, a, that's a good place to start, actually. It is a good place to start. You know, uh, white America has have, have long... Uh, made the argument that you know about the food stamps being sold for other things other than food, uh, been traded for cash or been swapped for other things at, at their expense. They, they're really big on that. Um, uh, that's you know that issue probably that issue alone is what prompted most white America to vote for Donald Trump. And you know, I, you know a lot of things that we talk about always come back to this: um, the anger. And how the abuse of of the the food stamp system and some some of the other programs that was meant to to help people and to help them get uh, established uh, and back on their feet, how um, it has become uh, another currency. You know, um, uh, some some mom and pop stores uh, in the sleaziest corners of America. Will probably sell food stamps for, for alcohol. They probably would. Um, yeah, I know. I I know that um, uh, the lottery tickets are used. Um, um, I've I've known people to steal lottery tickets and scratch them off and use that as money. And um, and uh, so it's we uh, you know we got a lot of work to do, man. Um, you know we 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 almost make it sound like it's it's a simple thing that's going to be done in in five or ten years, but I, I grant you that um, the, the the road is long, but but it's worth doing because, you know, even when I look at my kids, um, 
uh, they are supposed to have a bright future in front in front of them. And, and in order for that to take place, then yeah, when you see something, you got to say something. And uh, and so and th- and our neighborhood is no exception. Thank you. All right, we're gonna go take our last break, and we're gonna come back and get everybody's final word. Uh, but it's just important for us to realize uh, small things become big things, and at some point they become too big to remain silent.
This is James T. Shay, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflection. Brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Uh, RJ, what is your final thought for this evening? Andre, are you there? Uh, again, um, a great topics tonight, but I think I want to focus on uh, our discussion of keeping safety as a core value for us. Anything that we utilize that we're not accustomed to, whether it's um, electric blankets, uh, fireplaces, uh, gas um, equipment, uh, let's take the extra cautions to um, make enhance our life and not um, destroy our life. So uh, we can help others in doing that, um, and I think we'll we'll all be able to enjoy life a little better. Yeah, it is so right, uh, Audrey. You know that we enter this season of joy and peace and harmony that we want to experience every year, but we also know that winter comes with uh, some opportunities for very tragic moments. Uh, because of the the weather conditions. So it is, uh, we want to always be safe and try to reduce the kind of tragedies that can take place. Uh, G, your final thought for this evening? Uh, yes, sir. I want to focus, focus my final thoughts on the second half of our conversation. Um, I want to express it, uh, how important it is to stay diligent and prayerful and knowing that that we're in for for a long fight but uh, fight the good fight and and stay and hang in there for the long haul and uh and expect uh, a good turnout for us as a culture on the back end of uh of everything i hope that makes sense but that's uh that's what i'm thinking thank you all right yeah we 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 have to be aware of what's going on in our communities and make a decision related to what role uh, we're going to play when things uh, seem to uh, be going astray. Uh, we can't allow people to just do whatever they want to in our community and then say we truly love our community. We have to do what is best uh, to keep um, our communities safe and keep them a place where people truly can live their lives uh, without there being any harm. I want to just thank you again for you all's continued support of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. I want to thank you for calling in, and I want to thank those of you who listen uh, and download uh, the the show every week uh, because we're here to make sure that you have a voice. I want to encourage you all to call in at 657 383-0309, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m., Saturday at 8 p.m., and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Call in and, and allow yourself the opportunity to tell us what your thoughts are related on all these different topics that we talk about. Again, the number is 657-383-0309. We want your voice to be heard loud and clear. We'll see you tomorrow night at 8.30 p.m. Sunday uh, Eastern Time so we can talk about another topic that we need to make sure we have our voices heard. Take care, everybody.